This is Love Smarter, the show for women who want extraordinary love and aren't afraid to learn for it. Here's your host, Lori Ann King. Hey, hey, hey. In today's episode, we are talking all about joy. And not just any kind of joy, we're talking about what I call mandatory joy. My intention in this episode is to convince you that one of the best things you could do for your relationship is to focus on enjoying yourself. We're going to talk about what mandatory joy is, why it's so important to a relationship or to getting into a relationship, and my top five strategies for living a more joyful life. Before we dive into it, I want to ask you again to please fill out the Love Smarter survey. This is a survey I've created just so I can get to know who my listeners are. I want to make sure that I am creating the best possible, most relevant content for you. So head on over to laking.tv slash lovesmartersurvey. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. It'll honestly take one minute to fill out this survey. Give me some quick feedback on what you like about the show, what you want to see different, and any questions you want me to answer. So go, fill it out, laking.tv slash lovesmartersurvey. All right, let's dig into today's episode. So we're talking about what I call mandatory joy. First, let's get clear on how I'm using the word joy. I don't want to get too technical here. When I talk about joy, I'm simply talking about feeling good, feeling enjoyment, feeling bliss, feeling excited, feeling happy, all of that is collected under the umbrella word I'm using called joy. And what's most important to understand about joy is that it is an actual experience. It's not just an idea. It's not like thinking a thought that you like. It's a physical sensation, experience of joy in your body. Now, why do I call it this mandatory joy? One thing that tends to be pretty consistent in the socialization of women, in our conditioning, how we're taught and trained, is to view something like joy as frivolous or a bonus. Joy definitely doesn't seem like something that's mandatory. Maybe we can have it every once in a while as a reward for working very hard. But here's the thing. Our ability to enjoy ourselves is actually a skill. And it's a skill that is really important, especially for women to develop. Why is it so important to develop the skill of enjoyment? Well, women set the emotional threshold of their relationships. I've talked about this in past episodes, but what it basically means is the person you're in a relationship with doesn't tend to get that much more upset than you do, and they don't tend to be that much happier than you are either. As women, we set the emotional threshold, so our ability to enjoy ourselves also has an enormous impact on our partner's ability to enjoy themselves. The other reason learning to increase your ability to enjoy yourself is such a worthy pursuit is that joy is actually guiding you. Often our intuition doesn't come to us like a voice from God. It doesn't come to us like a sign in the road. It comes to us in the form of what feels good, of what feels most energizing and alivening. That is actually leading us on the path of least resistance to getting what we want. What if there was an easier way? Rather than just 
putting your head down and grinding it out, what if there was an easier, more joyful, less effortful way of achieving what you want? The secret to that lies in your ability to enjoy yourself. After coaching many, many women on this topic, I realized women were unlikely to make joy a priority in their life until I made it mandatory. Until actually going out and experiencing joy became something that they were doing in order to make someone else happy. In this case, me, their coach. Now, the trick is they still ended up having the experience of joy. And once they allowed themselves to really indulge in that experience, it became something that they naturally wanted to make a regular part of their life. This is something that energized them, that refilled their own tank so they could be of better service to the people that they love in their life. Far too often, women are self-sacrificing. We believe the way to show our love to others is to give everything we have away, to skip that massage you booked in order to stay home and clean the house, or better yet, don't even book the massage so that you can buy the children another new toy. Focusing on being a joyful woman and putting in a practice of mandatory joy requires you to value yourself, not for what you do, but simply for being who you are. So here are my top five strategies for living a more joyful life. Number one, make it a priority. You have to actually acknowledge that joy is something that is important to you. And that it's important for you and for the ones that you love. You need to make it a priority to actually be responsible for keeping your own joy fire lit. Making your own joy a priority might look a number of different ways. It might look like the first thing you do in the morning is something that gives you joy. Or that you become a master of knowing exactly what gives you joy. Very in tune with your own desires. Making joy a priority is all about giving yourself permission to seek it out. Number two, get creative. As you go about your daily life, ask yourself, how can I bring more joy to this? If you have a task that you don't want to do or that doesn't typically bring yourself joy, really look, how could you make it more fun? Maybe this would be more fun with a friend. Maybe this would be more fun if I got ice cream as soon as I was done. Maybe this would be more fun if I just straight up didn't do it at all. I invite you to be willing to take longer in completing the task if it means you're going to have more fun and more joy along the way. And be radical. If you truly can't find a way to bring joy to a task, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Number three, talk about what is great. Notice in your everyday conversation, if you are like 99.9% of most people and there's a tendency to drift towards the negative, notice if you're more likely to talk about the horrible traffic on your drive than you are to talk about how great the weather was. Even just beginning to alter what we say helps alter what we focus on. Focus on the parts that are great and have those be the things that you share with people. Ryan Seacrest has this great bit on his radio show called Tell Me Something Good. And people call into the show and simply tell him something good that's going on in their life. I feel so awesome every time I listen to that show. 
Be someone who tells people something good. And invite your friends to do the same. Text your best friend. Hey, tell me something good. Number four, be aware of the quality of your joy. You're looking for activities that energize and amplify your energy. Now, it's one thing to give yourself permission to indulge in a night of TV when you finally have that night off. But I invite you to pay really close attention. How do you feel before, during, and after an activity that you think will give you joy? Do you actually have more energy? Do you feel more enthusiastic? Do you feel refreshed and restored? Or do you actually feel deadened, neutral, less enthusiastic? Often some of our habitual activities that we think we really enjoy might just be habits. A good tip for finding the kind of joyous activities that really do energize you and restore you is to look for activities that are stimulating your senses. Remember, joy is a felt experience. It's something that is happening in the body. And so looking for activities that really stimulate our bodies are a really great way to find energizing and revitalizing kind of joy. Number five, make choices around joy. I dare you. Choose what enlivens you. Choose what excites you. Okay, that was not a word. That's how excited I was, that you can choose things that excite you. Remember, joy is often a way our intuition speaks to us. Trust it, play with it, learn from it, and allow yourself to not always choose the most responsible thing or the hardest thing or the easiest thing and to let yourself choose the thing that will make you feel the best. Mandatory joy is one of the best assignments I give my clients because it's fun and it feels good and once you start doing it, you'll want to make it a part of your steady diet. All right, let me recap those top five tips for you. Number one, make it a priority. Number two, get creative. See how you can add joy to your daily life in what you're already doing. And if you can't, ask yourself, should you really be doing that? Number three, talk about what is great. Tell people something good and notice your focus when it wants to drift towards the negative. Bring it back to what was great. Number four, pay attention to the quality of joy. Really notice how you feel before, during, and after an activity that you thought would give you joy. Make sure you're seeking out activities that really energize you and enlighten you. These will probably involve stimulating your senses in some way. And number five, make choices around joy. Trust that joy is speaking to you for a reason and allow yourself to follow it. All right, that's all I've got for today, folks. But before I say goodbye, I have to let you know one thing that would give me joy is if you were to go fill out that survey so I can learn a little more about you. Head on over to www.laking.tv slash lovesmartersurvey. That's laking.tv slash lovesmartersurvey. Take 60 seconds and fill out that survey for me, and I will be eternally grateful. All right, that's all. Have an awesome day. Until next time.